It's Friday, 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 and I am open up the mailbag to answer some of your questions. Let's get into it on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Friday, June 16th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every single day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time ticketing app create an account and use code locked on nhl for 20 dollars off your first purchase like i said off the top i put out a call for some mailbag questions and i got a bunch of great ones that i will answer on the podcast it's also the first day of the nhl's buyout window expecting hoping for an official announcement on Mitchell Miller being bought out by the Boston Bruins. And of course, Mike Riley is a strong candidate to be bought out as well. Quick reminder before I get into these questions that you can find the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Locked NHL Bruins. You can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets at ENC McLaren back from a brief hiatus. But, you know, not too big on Twitter these days because of you know who running the show anyways let's get into it shall we and the first question it's kind of be kind of structured thusly look look back some questions looking back some questions looking forward some fun ones as well let's start with one from at steve steel 23 who asks given how the season ended and being so close to many leaf fans for those of you who don't recall, I live in Ontario, about an hour west of Toronto. Did your reaction mirror Leaf fans' crushing disappointment of its bleeping Florida how? Well, funny story, true story. I was at a family wedding the day the Toronto Maple Leafs were eliminated by the Florida Panthers, surrounded by a bevy of Leaf fans. And a bevy of bevies, thankfully. That really helped <laughs> uh, offset the pain felt by them. And honestly, the reactions were a bit different. Leaf fans, they had finally gotten over that first round hump. Beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in round one. And a lot of them, for better or worse, were just happy to be there in the second round. So it wasn't a crushing disappointment for them I don't think I can't speak on behalf of Leaf fans but they had gone 19 years without a round one victory one of only two teams coming into this season without a playoff series win in the shootout era along with Seattle everybody now has one so for them it was hey we've taken a next step probably it was a more crushing disappointment for them to lose Kyle Dubas as GM. 
for the Bruins. Huge expectations coming into the playoffs after a record-setting regular season. Being up 3-1 in the series. Being up in Game 7 with less than a minute to go. Um, I think the disappointment suffered by Bruins fans exceeded that of Leaf fans uh, this season. Next question comes from friend of the pod, multiple-time guest, I believe, Arun Srivanasan of Yahoo Sports. What is the state of the Atlantic division, and is Orlov coming back? Great questions. As far as the Atlantic division goes, I think it's in a state of flux. Boston, obviously dominating this past season, finishing well ahead of the field. I think it's safe to say that that was a shock, a surprise, not likely to be replicated because of some major changes coming for the Bruins. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs are a bit in flux as well. The aforementioned Dubas moving on to Pittsburgh. Bradshaw Living coming in. Will he make his mark on the team and how? Tampa Bay Lightning not getting any younger. Florida Panthers snuck in to the playoffs, and we all know how far they went. And then you have some teams on the rise. Ottawa Senators have new ownership who will want to make their mark, perhaps making sweeping changes in the front office, coaching staff, looking for a new arena. They want to build, and they have some excellent pieces that they can build around. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres are a team on the rise, no doubt. If they get an upgrade in goal tending this coming season, they were one of the best offensive teams. They should be a playoff team, and they could have been this past season if they had made a move for goaltending earlier. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, you could argue, are on the rise. Detroit Red Wings, I wrote the other day for Locked On. You know, if they make a play for Alex Dabrinkit, who's a Michigan guy, that will only help them as well. They've got pretty solid goaltending, uh, a franchise defenseman, and Moritz Sider despite taking a step back, they locked up Dylan Larkin. They could use that scoring winger. All that to stay to say the Atlantic division is in a state of flux. And before too long, you know, Ottawa, Buffalo, they're going to be among contenders. I, I truly believe that. So that means some teams are going to start taking steps back. Boston among them, certainly. Perhaps Tampa Bay. Who knows if Florida can sustain that success. Uh, so the Atlantic is going to be fascinating this coming season. And, and uh, hopefully the power rankings that I do every Tuesday here on Locked On Bruins during the season um, will reflect that and be a bit more exciting than they have been in the past couple of years where it's been that clear top four, bottom four split. As far as Dmitry Orlov goes, I think I saw this morning that uh, Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff tabbed him as the top free agent defenseman, if not free agent period. And that comes after Damon Severson was signed by the uh, New Jersey Devils and then traded to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Jesper Bratt 
also re-signed yesterday. Uh, so it's a very thin market. And considering Boston's cap restraints that we'll get into a bit more here in segment number two, I really don't see how it's possible. There was that report, rumor, speculation that the Bruins had kind of soured on Hampus Lindholm and they were perhaps looking to move him in order to retain Orlov. That's a way it could happen, but I don't know if that really makes a ton of sense based on the commitment made to Lindholm and just how good he was last season for the Bruins despite falling off in the playoffs because of an injury. Do they prioritize Orlov, who's a bit older, and because of his heavier style of play, perhaps? But I don't really see how uh, he will be back in black and gold next season. Going to answer some more of your questions here coming up. But first, a quick word about one of today's sponsors, our friends over at Bird Dogs. And Bird Dogs has unbelievably comfortable shorts that are made with a uh, cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. They also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I have a couple pairs of their shorts. I love wearing them. They're so comfortable. And uh, I'm not going to lie, they make my legs look pretty good too. Now, if you go to birddogs.com, slash locked on NHL right now you can get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. This guy right here. If you're watching on YouTube birddogs.com slash locked on NHL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. I promise you you'll never get a more comfortable fit. Thank you so much once again for making locked on Boston Bruins part of your daily routine Everydayers can expect uh, ongoing coverage of the Boston Bruins continuing on Monday. And I'm planning to uh, talk about what's at stake for the Bruins in the draft and through free agency. Uh, hoping to line up a guest next week as well. And thanks again for being an everyday listener. All right, what's next? We have a bunch of questions about kind of moving along from Dmitry Orlov. The next guy that a lot of people are wondering about is Tyler Bertuzzi. At Save Me a Seat underscore USA asked, with Bertuzzi's strong playoff performance and what seemed like strong chemistry with Pasta, would you move someone like Hall to prioritize keeping Bertuzzi? Uh, Reg Schofield at Spurge 63, similar question. Not a fan of trading Hall at all to make room for Bertuzzi. Do you think they should? And if so, why? Bertuzzi is a small sample size. Wouldn't it be better to allow younger players to move up? Fantastic question. And I've kind of gone back and forth about this. You all know, regular listeners at least know that I am a massive Tyler Bertuzzi fan. And I was over the moon when the Bruins were able to pull off a deal to bring him in. And that was made possible in part due to an injury in the regular season to Taylor Hall that kept him out of the lineup 
allowed the Bruins to put his contract on LTIR and absorb that extra salary. Now, Taylor Hall is under contract for a couple more seasons with the Bruins at $6 million per. And because of their salary cap restraints and a desire to keep Bertuzzi around, there has been a lot of talk about trading him. The Bruins are without several draft picks, no pick in the first or second round. Perhaps they could recoup some picks and shed some salary by dealing Hall, who's still a very high-end player at the NHL level. Now, the advantage that Bertuzzi has over Hall is that he is um, quite a bit younger, born in 95 compared to Taylor Hall, who was born in 1991. Hall will turn 32 in November. So it's almost a a four-year age gap there. Over the last three years, however, Hall has a pretty distinct advantage in terms of production over Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, He's got 195 games, 46 goals, 84 assists for 130 points. Bertuzzi, 127 games, 43 goals, 56 assists. So actually Bertuzzi has a better point per game average than Taylor Hall. Uh, They have the same amount of power play goals, similar shots per game. However, Bertuzzi's shooting percentage is 5% greater than Hall, so there's a bit of good luck at play there. Uh, Points per 60 this past season, 2.2. So fairly even Hall with uh, a bit more in terms of shooting, but production this past season, pretty equal. Um, 0.6 points per game for Bertuzzi, 0.95 for Hall. Now you got to thank Hall turning 32. He'll be 34 by the end of this contract or near 34. Bertuzzi. Still only 28 after having a birthday back in February. So do you want to commit two more years to Hall at six or try to shed that salary and sign Bertuzzi maybe for the next four seasons at a similar cap hit? Because let's be real, Bertuzzi is going to be in high demand in free agency because of how he played for the Bruins in the playoffs. His value boosted by that strong playoff where he co-led the Bruins in points. I'm a big Taylor Hall fan, but it does make some sense to move him and commit to the younger guy. Hall has been a great Bruin. Uh, He wants to win. He committed to this team after coming over from the Sabres. But if there's any chance, you know, you could argue that He's a bit more durable than Bertuzzi per se, but Bertuzzi was dealing with those two separate hand injuries last year, fully healthy, productive, and he did have that chemistry with Pasta. Uh, Taylor Hall had been playing on the third line last year. He'll be back in the top six, and he should be at that cap hit. Um, 
But if the Bruins are serious about re-signing Bertuzzi, you're likely going to have to sacrifice Taylor Hall. I love Taylor Hall. I really love Bertuzzi. It makes sense to go for the younger guy in my mind. Uh, anyways, Reg also asked about Linus Omar. Trade him now or run it back with him and Sway. Another fantastic question, another conundrum, because, you know, like I talked about in the season review episodes, this past year you had the luxury of Allmark and Swayman at under $6 million combined. Now you're going to have Allmark $5 million for the next two years, Swayman probably around 4.5-ish for the next three, four years, let's say. Can you afford to pay $9.5 to $10 million for a goaltending tandem? Or do you trade Allmark when his value will never be higher? He's going to win the Vesna. Um, despite his playoff performance, value still very high. Teams looking to contend next season would love to have him. New Jersey... Edmonton, let's say, looking for upgrades in net, get some picks back, roll with Sway, promote Bussy, or sign a free agent goaltender for cheap, a Eunice Corpusalo, Jonathan Quick, Simeon Varlamov, who knows. Um, it's not ideal. We'd love to keep the goalie hug going, but it may be prudent with the bonus overages due to Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, $4.5 million. That is money that should be going towards Jeremy Swayman's new deal, and they're going to have to cut some corners somewhere. Uh, friend of the pod, Bernice at B. Hopkins, kind of asking the same questions. Is Don going to make some big moves of the summer and before the draft? Yeah, likely. And uh, those two that I mentioned, Hall, Allmark, buying out Riley. Those are some things that we, I don't know if we can expect, but are possible here over the next few weeks. All right, I'm going to answer a couple more questions here in a moment, but let's take a break to talk about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is a fantastic ticketing app that I've made use of recently purchasing some City and Color slash Ben Harper tickets in Toronto later this summer. So excited about it. And it was so easy to buy. They gave images of the tickets, a couple clicks on my phone. They were sent right to me into my wallet. And all I have to do is show them when I go. Game Time also has flash deals on last minute tickets and a low price guarantee where if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, They'll credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress at game time. Just download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but just create an account, redeem that code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Sports, music, comedy, theater, download game time today for last-minute tickets at the lowest price. Guaranteed. Let us wrap up with a few more questions here. And the first one comes from, let me bring up my notes. Daryl Ingram at Ingram, Daryl 31. 
how long before we see a Lysel Quatra Pasternak line? Well, um, one issue right off the top is that Lysel Pasternak, both right-hand shots. I can see Pasternak and Lysel locking down the right side for quite some time. When it comes to Poitra, I expect him to be back here in Guelph this coming season, playing for the Storm, perhaps challenging for the OHL lead in assists and points. And I still think he's probably one to maybe three years away from playing for the Bruins. And honestly, he's no lock to be an NHL player. Um, but I'm excited to see what he does for Guelph this coming season. Eleni at strong for check asks if you could pick a new themed alternate Jersey for the Bruins this year, what would you pick? We know that the Bruins are celebrating their centennial this coming season. Uh, they already revealed a commemorative logo. It's got the Bruins arc centennial underneath the brown bear in the middle with 100 1924 2024 on the sides i would love to see that as a shoulder patch on my favorite jersey in bruins history which is the 90s look and i would love to see them bring that back full time this was the jersey they wore from uh let's see like 1981 to 95-ish. Uh, let me see if I can bring this up on my screen. Not quite sure how to do that here with StreamYard. Here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Uh, share screen. This baby right here is the one that I am talking about. You have... Just a clean look. White, black, meth bear on the shoulders. You can take that off and put that commemorative patch and then stick with this look permanently. I love the black jersey with the yellow B. Give me that all day long as the permanent home jersey. I just think it's so clean and uh, I want it. I want it bad. I don't love... Uh, the current one where you have the shoulder stuff going on, just clean, keep it black. I'm not going to lie. I do love that alternate jersey that they have been rocking recently. Now, Eleni also asked about the Boston Pride and who I am most excited seeing play for them this coming season. And uh, without question... It would be Brittany Howard. Brittany Howard was signed to a two-year deal by the Pride from the uh, PHF champion Toronto Six. Howard led the Toronto Six in scoring last season with 16 goals and 26 points in 20 games before adding four points in four playoff games en route to the Isabel Cup Championship. Brittany said, I'm thrilled to be a member of the Pride. Boston has a rich history in sports and tradition. Can't wait to be part of that history. So excited to get to Boston, meet the Pride faithful, and start working with teammates towards winning another Isabel Cup. Uh, 
Boston Pride general manager Matty Rigsby saying, very excited to welcome Howard to the team and play with her instead of against her. She's an elite competitor at every level, and we know she'll fit right into our lineup. One of the more exciting players last year in the PHF, and she demonstrated great chemistry with Lauren Gable at the PHF All-Star Game, playing for Team Canada. They also played together in the PWHPA, and uh, Howard joining an electric lineup that already features Gable, Jillian Dempsey, and some other exciting newcomers like uh, Alina Muller, Sophie Shirley, Chloe Arard, and Gabrielle David. Uh, Boston Pride, definitely a team to keep an eye on, and we'll uh, try to cover them as much as possible here on Locked On Boston Bruins next season. Thank you all so much for sending in those questions. Been a while since I did a mailbag. It's always great to hear from you, to interact with your great questions. And um, that's it for today's episode. I hope you have a great weekend. I'm off to Toronto tomorrow for uh, my middle son's spring basketball league playoffs. Bye to the semis. Number one seed. Hopefully bringing home the chip. And then Sunday's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the father figures, dad bods out there. I hope you have a great Sunday and that you feel loved and celebrated. Special shout out to those who uh, may be grieving, feeling that loss on that day. Know that you are supported as well. And uh, we'll be back on Monday with a fresh episode of Locked On Boston Bruins because that's what we do on the Locked On Podcast Network. Cover your favorite team every single day. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again on Monday.